atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for November the 5th in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. Absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful, restorative, wow, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Uh, archives are at libertyroundtable.com. Yesterday's recap we had on our guest, Mr. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, doing a phenomenal job as always. We talked about the Empire Strikes Back. Max Blumenthal arrested. Criminalization of dissent. Now, I'm not really a, a friend of Max. Uh, I don't know him personally, but I know he's a very left-leaning author. But you know what? He got arrested. Why? Because he's reporting on the truth. You see, folks, since the 1998 election of Hugo Chavez, the U.S. has fought hard to restore control over Venezuela and its oil reserves. Believe it or not, the Trump administration carrying on the same legacy, the Trump administration immediately elevated to the top of, quote, Washington's regime change target list, branding Venezuela a tyranny. The leader of a troika of tyranny, if you will. Um, but the problem is the U.S. has been involved in all kinds of overthrows of all kinds of nations, peddling one dictator against another, oftentimes meddling in foreign affairs like you would not believe. By the way, was the U.S. involved in a plot code named Operation Constitution with a goal to capture Maduro? I guess at the Amir First Presidential Palace. How about another coup? Operation Armageddon to assassinate him at a military parade. That was back in July 2017, just so you know. Okay, this is serious. Believe it or not, just over a year later, exiled opposition leaders tried and failed to kill Maduro with drone bombs during a military parade in Caracas. And you wonder why the country's so unstable? Wow. Not only are we going uh, ballistic domestically or internationally uh, with war and military industrial complex and, and, and funding and training and arming enemies around the world and wondering why we're in so many wars and why there's so much unrest in the world. The United States military industrial complex at the heart of it all. Sad to say. But domestically, we've got a problem, too. They say uh, a new surge is expanding what's called unconstitutional federal involvement. In local police, Mike Meharry for 10th Amendment Center wrote an incredible article about this. We talked about it. Yeah, they're arming police officers like they're ready to occupy an enemy city. It's totally contrary to the society envisioned by our founders. All right. Ron Paul even talks about Donald Trump's new pre-crime division. Yeah, they're using mental illness to back into this pre-crime idea. Federal government involved in pre-crime? What does that even mean? The thought police come into a theater near you? I don't know. I'm just saying it's a shame. Anyway, Lowell wrapped up his hour by talking about the 2019 symposium, symposium, I'm sorry, on health and freedom. 
yourhealthfreedom.org to learn more. He said it was an incredible event. So he attended and reported on that. Hour one. Hour two, Scott Bradley, our guest. Freedomsrisingsun.com, his website. Check out his week, weekly Q&As on the Constitution and more webinars. They're incredible. We also talked about Utah elementary student wears Nazi costume at Halloween parade. Turns out the principal and the teacher got suspended with pay. The district, quote, does not tolerate speech, images, or conduct that portrays or hate in any form. I don't know what that even means. The big problem with this is, who decides? Is it okay to run around as an abortionist or a pro-abortion person in America? Is it okay to run around and talk about delivering babies so you can murder them and steal their, quote, live body parts for big money, which is what Planned Parenthood is doing? Uh, Is it okay to target race like blacks and perform greater number of abortions on that race than other races? That's all okay. Dressing up as a witch or a warlock or something else evil, no problem. You could dress up as Ted Bundy, no problem, probably. But you can't dress up as Hitler. Now, I'm not defending dressing up as Hitler. What I'm defending is you got to defend actions and speech if it's not criminal. Even if you disagree with it because you agree with their right to think it and say it. Even if you disagree with what they're saying and doing. And by the way, Rick Perry, for example, he will not take part in the impeachment inquiry. He's already rejected turning over documents tied to his role in the Ukraine. He will not partake in a secret star chamber, an inquisition where agency counsel is forbidden to be present. He will participate in an open, transparent with his attorney opportunity where the American people can see what happens. I say good for Rick. He's spot on. We talked about our national debt surpasses $23 trillion and growing at an alarming rate. Nobody seems to care. Rand Paul doing a great job tweets. Today, I forced the U.S. Senate to confront its fiscal recklessness. That was a couple of days ago. He tried to cut a little bit from the budget, but oh no, they wouldn't hear of it. His Republicans rejected his efforts. We talked about a coal plant on tribal land closes after powering the U.S. West for decades. Coal plants are getting shut down left and right despite Donald's pledge to protect them. I'm telling you, coal plants are going Dark left and right. And we're going to have eventually blackouts and brownouts and electricity delivery problems all over the country, not just in California, folks. Write it down and remember who's warning you. If we continue on this collision course with reality, we will suffer the consequences. We don't have a great replacement for coal-powered plants. You say, Sam, all we got to do is move the natural gas. Good luck with the retrofitting. Good luck with the transition. It'll be incredibly expensive, folks, and it won't be near as cheap. Utah Governor Gary Herbert's off his rocker. He is asking the White House to send more refugees to the great state of Utah. And my response to that is, where's the money going to come from to handle all these refugees there, Gary? You're going to pay for it out of your own pocket or are you going to rape my wallet to get it done, huh? I don't appreciate that. Now you say, Sam, aren't you involved in charity? Don't you believe in the uh, greatest nation in the country and, or in the world, greatest country? And don't you believe we ought to you know, allow people to have a better life? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But who's going to make sure these people don't end up on the dole? Who's going to make sure we don't have to pay hard-earned tax dollars to care for these people? That really smacks of a redistribution of wealth. Anyway, that's the recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday. Two-hour incredible show. First hour. Our buddy Lowell Nelson, second hour, our buddy Scott Bradley. Every Monday they do a phenomenal job. 
And that's a recap. News the network refused to use today starts now. Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You're very welcome. Keep your mic hot. We got a lot of rapid fire um, <clears throat> stories, headlines, really short back and fire or back and forth rapid fire on these things. Salt Lake mm-hmm. Tribune, Kurt, gets IRS pro- approval to convert the nonprofit. They were about to melt down and fail in the real business world. Now they're going to go to a nonprofit like NPR to try to stay alive, sir. Your response? Well, it's just, um, you know, what we're seeing is the new media continues to take center stage. And what you've got is the old uh, media, you know, the newspaper types. Uh, they're trying to figure out ways that they can uh, survive. And what you've got is one of Utah's uh, wealthiest families uh, that have made lots of money uh, in the uh, chemical world, in my opinion, probably got a bunch of uh I was going to say skeletons in the closet because of all the, uh, well, you know, known problems that you've got when you uh, introduce so many chemicals in people's lives. But they contribute a whole lot. They also, uh, you know, at the same time yesterday, uh, um, notified the uh, what University of Utah that they were going to contribute $150 million to uh uh, help for mental health. And so when you combine that with them, uh, yeah. So the headline for that says basically offering up there, just so people yeah. know the family headline says Huntsman's right. give $150 million to start a quote mental health Institute. That's right. And, uh, so at the same time they bought, they bought the uh, tribune about in 2016, the way I remember it, the Salt Lake Tribune, one of, one of the, uh, oldest, uh, what do they call them? Legacy newspapers, you know, um, and they always uh, say they're happy to be the uh, oh opposition um, voice or whatever. Uh, but you know, to me, uh, these things they need to not have government support, and that's what's going on. Is you know the IRS has given them some five hundred one c three status, so that then uh, people can. Uh, Andy up through their foundations or whatever and contribute and i just see it uh, as basically more uh, manipulation in the markets let the markets let the free markets handle things whether it's the media or health care or education but you know everybody always wants to bring in the government to mess it up i think well, there you have it. And what I find fascinating is when they say like NPR, Kurt, that scares the heck out of me. If they want to go ahead and, and receive donations and be nonprofit, you know what? That's fine. I'm not so sure how you be nonprofit in the news business without taking the sides on stories, but that's another topic. Um, you know, this organization, the Salt Lake Tribune, has been a very liberal rag in the state of Utah for a long time. And no wonder nobody wants to pay for it. Uh, but if they want to go for donations, by all means, have, have at it. You're free to do so. What I don't want is it to be, turn out to be where the newspapers are going to be like National Public Radio, National Public Newspapers, where they're going to basically get some kind of a government grant and steal my money to fund their shenanigans. That's what I don't want to see. Interesting twist as newspapers, yesteryear media melts down before your very eyes. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world. 
More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205 672 2000. Back with you live. So we're talking about the Huntsmans who bought this Salt Lake Tribune. Now they want to go ahead and have the IRS make a non-profit there. They, you know, I don't know that they can run it as a profit. A very liberal newspaper indeed. If they want to do it by donations, I'm fine with that. But, you know, beg for government money or my tax dollars. And I'm not very happy at all on that, Kurt. Anyway, that's number one. Number two now, they're giving a bunch of money to what? The University of Utah? Is that where it's going for this mental health thing? Right. Uh, you know, these are the same people that contributed, um, you know, to the uh, Huntsman Cancer Institute, um, you know, or whatever it's called for sure. But, uh, you know, what they uh, my problem with the way they do this and the private people can do whatever they want with their money. But but, but the way it seems to happen is so many times in this world is um, these people uh you know they have a certain way or agenda of uh, you know dealing with for example cancer they wouldn't want to uh, open it up to all solutions for cancer but just certain things that are agreed upon are the okay solutions for you know uh, cancer treatments if you will and the same thing i suppose will happen with the mental health um, world uh, you know and that's what they say their money is going to be going towards uh, and i that's my only problem with this but of course uh, these private people can do what they want with those things but i do believe uh, one of the reasons that they'll get uh, what i'd call um 
you know, nice treatment in the news and or um, not only from the, uh, you know, news media that they so-called own, you know, the Salt Lake Tribune, but, you know, any other ones simply because uh, they put a lot of money there. And they, if you're a media source and you don't, uh, you know, you're not nice to those guys, then you probably won't get any contributions, if you will, Sam. Well, that's kind of the bottom line. And on this mental health thing or discussion, to me, the issue really comes down to, you know, the problem is when you put these things together, you can say what a wonderful thing it is because it'll really help people that truly have, uh, you know, mental health issues. And I understand that. And I think on very rare, rare, rare occasions, there's some validity there. The problem with these big universities, which get a lot of tax dollars, and the problem with these private donors is they determine what's going to be um, the parameters of the mental health discussion, right? So, uh, you know, if you believe that uh, white people have the right to advocate for their heritage, is that a mental illness, Kurt? Who will decide that? Uh, who will decide who should be on psychotropic drugs? Um, the list goes on and on with this stuff, and that's my concern about that is I don't know that I can trust um, I don't know that I can trust the Huntsman's or the universities or Donald Trump and his quote pre-crime program and it'll all be mixed together in a it'll probably be the more perverted you are the more you're fine <laughs> and the more for you and I it'll be a meltdown because they won't support anything we believe in right Well, that's at least what I expect. I, you know, I could be pleasantly surprised, uh, but, you know, I mean, how many of these, um, uh, you remember the way they got most of their uh, treasure, if you will, for all these things is uh, the Huntsman Chemical um, Company or corporation. And uh, we've found that, you know, chemicals in many ways are not uh, that helpful uh to health and that kind of thing and and yet um uh maybe what they're doing is i guess you could say some penance if you will but uh imagine let's let's just imagine if there were a kind of a tough story about you know the Huntsman chemical corporation uh about maybe some you know dealings that they did or some you know hurtful things that happened in the past do you think that would come out the uh, Salt Lake Tribune or do you think it would uh, well we'd pretty much have a sports story about the jazz or something well the problem that I have with the whole thing is that you know Kurt you say there you know I hope I'm pleasantly surprised you won't be And, and I don't mean to be rude but even if they wanted to do what's right they'd be shut down and they'd lose all their clout all their They'll put everything they have in jeopardy. It isn't going to happen. I mean, I wish it would, but I don't see it. I don't know that they have the ability <clears throat> to do that. I mean, they could, I guess, with their money, but I don't see it happening at all. So anyway, there you have that thought would bring that to your attention. Now, I don't know if you know, Kerr, but Microsoft experimented with a four-day work week. They say productivity yeah, jumped 40%, and they did this in Japan where, you know, even dying from working too hard is kind of a, I don't know, common phenomenon or whatever you want to call it. And right. they kind of think working less is the answer. Now, this goes a little bit contrary to what 
you know, a lot of us would think. Do you want to respond to it? Well, um, I've seen some reports in the past where they'd have, say, you, say you've got an eight-hour work day um, and somebody gives you a half-hour off, um, you know, half-hour break in that eight-hour work day and they found out that they get more out of the uh, um workers than than if they work them for the eight hours i i think you know what you're seeing here is um you know you get people that do a lot in a smaller amount of time when they uh, you know they've got other activities and other things that they can do i think and uh, you know it makes i'm sure it makes a lot of sense to microsoft if they get more out of their employees and less time you know you know, I find that interesting. I don't think there's any problem with working. Uh, I think the problem is how much you work for somebody else without, like, a personal incentive involved. And uh, what I find fascinating about a lot of these experiments is they don't think about that. Uh, an example is, you know, they give you more time off. You start your own personal hobbies. You might be hard at work at your own personal things that make you happy. That would still be considered work, right? Right. So what people need to understand is when we discuss work for pay, I'm primarily and only there because I'm getting a paycheck. Now, that doesn't mean you don't like your job. Obviously, job satisfaction can increase. So that's what we're talking about here is job satisfaction. How much time do I need to give to my employer to feed my family and to, to take care of needs versus how much personal time do I get? And what's fascinating is the millennials are starting to say, I treasure my family time and my personal time. Um, more than I do even a raise, Kurt. So what they say is if you drop your hours from, say, an eight-hour workday, five days a week, 40 hours, to a six-hour work week, five days a week, just for instance, which would be 30 hours, or a four-day work week, four tens at 40 hours, or nine hours at 36, or even eight hours at 32, um, they're finding that job satisfaction increases and productivity increases. And I think this is where um, the employer needs to learn. And this is kind of why unions were created, because employers were so hostile against the people that unions were formed to try to offset the unfair balance, right? But this is where honest people could back up and say, look, I know you've got it in your heart to take care of me and my company and really love my company, but people don't have the burnout stage. They find that people take less days off work when the work weeks are shorter and or the work days are shorter. They find that employers and employees can double down and be more effective. For example, if you work a six-hour work day, a lot of times people don't need a lunch now. People don't need uh, as many breaks. And overall, um, believe it or not, the employer just thinks, oh, this is only for the employee. This becomes at my expense. And that's where I think the employers are often wrong. I think, believe it or not, it's just as good for the employer as the employee, even though it doesn't seem like it. You might go to your employees and say, I'm going to give you... <laughs> Uh, 32-hour work week now, right? We're going to do eight hours a day, four days a week, or we're going to do nine hours a day, four days a week, or 10 hours a day, four days a week, and, or shorten the work days. We're going to improve things for you, and we're not going to cut your pay, but we're not going to be giving raises out as much. And so it's a way to cut costs for the employer. It's a way to make sure there's less sick days and less. It's a real benefit, uh, and it's going to benefit uh, companies because if a lot of people get Mondays off and or Fridays off and or both, some are, people are saying, let's work Tuesday through Thursday, 10 hours a day, and let's just have the rest of your 10 hours, because you did Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 30 hours. The rest of your 10 hours can be flex time. You know what? Check your email. 
follow up on a phone call, do what you need to do, but it's flex time. It can be done anytime you choose. Um, people are finding that's very productive. And now people can deal with their personal things like I got to get my oil change in my car and I don't have time to do it if I work nine to five or eight to four or whatever it is every single day um, because the systems aren't open or they're too crowded when I need them. And so there's a lot going on here, Kurt, but I think employers need to take a step back and think about what's good for them, what's good for the employees, what cuts costs, and most importantly, what can woo the millennial in such low unemployment? What can woo people to come to work for you in shorter work days and shorter work weeks? The Japanese and Microsoft are finding out they are one of the great answers. Rand Paul says, do your job and print his name. Rand Paul urges the media to out the whistleblower. He says they work for Joe Biden. We'll talk about that in seconds on your radio. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. A deadly hate crime has been foiled in Pueblo, Colorado. That's where a white supremacist is now under arrest over claims he'd made that he was going to blow up a synagogue there. Mr. Holzer indicated that he wanted to do something that would let Jewish people in the Pueblo community know that they are not welcome and that, according to him, they should leave or they will die. That's U.S. Attorney Jason Dunn, who says Richard Holzer was taken into custody by undercover FBI agents after suggesting that bombs should be used to destroy the Temple Emmanuel. The 27-year-old also accused of scouting out the synagogue and attempting to get the explosives to blow it up. A fight broke out at a Popeye's location in Prince George's County, Maryland last night over one of those new sandwiches being offered by the chain. A man ended up fatally stabbed. Another man's on the run. This is USA Radio News. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Lemu. When we're not telling people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need, I've actually been moonlighting as a DJ. Check it! Here's the good part. Liberty, 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 liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Friends and family, I've told you about the great sleep I get with my my pillow every night. Well, right now you can get a great deal and extra safety because if you go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special, get their buy one get one free offer on the my pillow premium pillow. Your 60 day money back guarantee goes all the way through March 1st, 2020. That's now through December 25th. When you go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special and use my promo code USA. President Trump holds a rally last night in Kentucky where he's greeted by a lot of supporters wearing shirts that say, read the transcript. Here's more from USA's Robin Walensky. This refers to the president's conversation with the president of Ukraine back in July, which touches off the Democrats' impeachment inquiry. The president at the rally... Mr. Biden, totally what's unsubstantiated? He is on tape doing a real quid pro quo. Sir, it's totally unsubstantiated, sir. I've never seen anything like it. 
Meanwhile, Republican Senator Rand Paul was at that rally and wants the White House whistleblower to be publicly identified. The lawmaker is saying the whistleblower must be named and challenge the media to do it. Paul says Congress must have the courage to defend President Trump. The whistleblower complaint about the Ukraine scandal is what jump-started the impeachment investigation. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. So the mainstream press is playing a lot of sound bites from the rally last night that took place in Kentucky. First off, I want to play the sound bite from the news and Donald Trump and comment on it. And then the comment from uh, Rand Paul as well. Here's the news and Donald Trump. At a rally last night in Kentucky, President Trump blasted the impeachment inquiry as a politically motivated sham that's harming the country. The far left has declared war on American democracy itself. These people are lunatics. And Mr. Trump got some moral support from a GOP ally and hometown favorite. All right. So first of all, Donald Trump thinks we have a democracy, Kurt. The president, of the, the sworn elected president of the United States, sworn to uphold the Constitution, the supreme law of the land, runs around and thinks we have a democracy. Uh, any any, any thoughts on that? He's nuts, Kurt. And then he says they're lunatics. Well, I wouldn't call him nuts. I'm just saying the word is wrong. You know, he should say we have a republic. And as we've been trained and and of course the uh, or, uh the uh, pledge of allegiance makes that clear so it's pretty easy to figure out yeah but i i don't defend the democracy kurt you know in fact a lot of this get rid of the electric college and everything else is promoting pure democracy at the expense of our republic so disappointed in donald shame on you sir i know it sounds like just a small difference But the difference in terms of the proper role of constitutional government is huge. All right. Rand Paul chimes in at the same rally last night. Senator Rand Paul's calling on Republicans to defend President Trump and calling on the media to reveal the name of the whistleblower who complained about Trump's July phone call with the leader of Ukraine. The Republican senator from Kentucky says he knows the name of the whistleblower and he wants the media to make it public. The whistleblower needs to come before Congress as a material witness because he worked for Joe Biden at the same time Hunter Biden was getting money from corrupt oligarchs. So I want to respond to this, Kurt. I agree 100 percent with Rand Paul that we need accountability here and we need uh, the whistleblower to be exposed. And according to due process, President Trump has every right to face his accuser. I agree with Rand Paul completely on that. Kurt, any comments? Nope, I agree. All right, here's where I disagree, though. If Rand knows the name, why is he withholding it from the public? Mm -hmm. Okay, we don't need the media, the corrupt, dishonest, immoral, enemy to the people media to release it uh if you want to tell it to me if you're saying the media already knows it rand i don't know it or else i would release it this is where i think games are being played and i don't mean to attack ron paul but i do need to highlight a fundamental reality here the republican insiders the swamp and to some degree even rand paul they love to act like the media is their enemy but they're lying to you and the reason they are is because look who knows the name 
of the whistleblower. Okay, now I've heard some scuttlebutt about what it might be and all that, but I don't know for sure. But if we know that the guy worked for Biden and we know for sure who it is, and Rand Paul knows, why does he want the corrupt media to release it? Why doesn't he either one release it himself and just say, shame on you, media, I'll release it because you won't. You're too tied in with the Democrats and make your point hammer at home with the truth and the release of the name. Or why don't you get a hold of the new media taking center stage that will be glad to release it? Somehow, Kurt, it doesn't make sense to me. What he's saying is a political brownie point manipulative discussion between the Republicans and Democrats, and it's not honest about the swamp. If you're not releasing the name and you know it, you're part of the swamp. Unless you can get it to somebody else in the new media that'll release it. But I can't release it because I don't have it. Rand Paul has it, but claims the media won't release it. But yet Rand Paul won't go to the media uh, in me to release it. Something doesn't make sense, Kurt. Do you, uh, you follow me on this? All right, we lost Kurt. We'll get him back. Anyway. Just say the question one more time for me. <laughs> My wife is asking me a question at the okay. same time. So I'm trying to talk about this guy named Rand Paul. He's yeah, at a rally last night with Donald Trump, right? That's and right Rand is saying, said a question Rand is saying we need to release the whistleblower's name. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. but he's blaming the media for not releasing it. <clears throat> I know that. But I don't have it, Kurt. Yeah, Russ Limbaugh talked about it yesterday, and it said it was like a guy named Eric. Um, well, maybe. And, uh, but I don't know if it is or not. Okay. Rand knows. So Randy needs to tell it to the media like us so we can release it or release it himself. But to beat up the media, the enemy media, and ignore us, uh, I think is part of the swamp, Kurt. It's disingenuous. It's trying to use this brownie points between Republicans and Democrats. Okay, if Rush has already released it, then just say, hey, Rush Limbaugh has already released it. And or give it to one of us to release, Rand. But don't run around and know it but not reveal it or not contact somebody who can. How did the media learn it, by the way, Rand? Well, we could learn it from you, Senator. Okay, I've got a problem. To me, this is part of the swamp. Kurt, what do you say? Yeah, he says it's uh, Eric Ciaramilla. Ciaramilla, I guess. Um, And I've read that. According to the Washington Examiner. Yeah, so I've Um, read that. So the Washington Examiner releases it, Rush releases it. But, you know, hey, Rand is acting like it hasn't been released. So maybe it's somebody different, Kurt. Yeah, sure is funny. I think what happens is they they wants everybody to say the same name. If everybody says it, you know, including CNN and all the others, you know, then then it'll be quote out there, you know. Uh, they well, I don't understand it. If Rand calls me and gives me the name, then I can say the name, Kurt. Yeah, well, that's what the Washington Examiner says. Uh, Conservative radio host Rush Limbaugh mocked the CIA officer accused of being the whistleblower that kicked off the impeachment process uh, for looking similar to a pajama-clad young man featured in an Obama-era advertisement for health care. Eric Ciaramela, 33, who is bearded and bespectacled. I guess that means he's got spectacles. Glasses was reported by Real Clear Investigations to be the official who alleged in a complaint that Trump had initiated quid pro quo in a July 25th phone call with Ukrainian President Volodymyr. 
well, anyway, Mr. Zelensky, uh, this guy's a leaker. He's not a whistleblower. Uh, Limbaugh said in his Thursday installment of his national broad, nationally broadcast radio show, his name is Eric Ciara Mela. He's 30-some-odd years old. I've got a picture. It looks like the pajama boy in the Obama ad that they ran back during, the, I think, the first term. Uh, anyway, so that's... I think that's his name, Eric Sierra Mela. Well, and you may be right, and you may be wrong. I don't know. I don't know how to know. Right? I don't know okay. if Rush is on it or not, and where he got it, and I don't know what Rand knows and where he got it. And But why is Rand trying to beat up the media for not releasing it if it's already been released, number one, and number two, we're not really sure. I don't know what Rand's game is. But I find Maybe it a credibility Rand hasn't problem. heard of Rush Limbaugh, you know? Okay. I hope that's not true. See? But I just find something uh, disingenuous here. It says, Real Clear Investigation Report said federal documents reveal that the 33-year-old Sierra Mela, a registered Democrat, held over from the Obama White House. More reasons for problems. Limbaugh said, Why the blank was he still there? What do you mean held over this guy? I've probably seen this guy there. I've been into the Oval Office two or three times since Trump's been president. I've been in the West Wing. I've probably seen this guy slithering around. It never even registered. Next time I go, I'm going to keep a sharp eye for people I think might be John Brennan's holdover plants because they're obviously slithering all over the place. Yeah. See, and this is where I think they're just trying to maximize this Republican-Democrat hatred and confusion and, and, and attack the press. But I'm just telling you, if Rand would have a conversation with me or you, Kurt, we could release the guy's name and just put an end to it. We could be the premier source. We could say, hey, direct from Rand Paul, Senator's lips, we got the name, and we're going to release the name of the, quote, whistleblower. And we know that the guy worked for Biden, and here's the guy, and here's the details. And the Washington Examiner report says the radio host argued that Sierra Mela was allied with Joe Biden, who was vice president when Sierra Mela worked at the White House, and John Brennan, CIA director at the time of Sierra Mela, being detailed there and subsequently a fierce critic of Trump. Uh, Limbaugh said of Sierra Mela, this guy was involved from the get-go starting in 2016 during John Brennan's bidding from the White House, uh, the West Wing on furthering the whole Trump-Russia collusion operation, of which there wasn't one. As per the esteemed Robert J. Mueller, the, I don't know, whatever, or whatever Robert J. Mueller is, Sierra um, uh, Mela, career CIA analyst, reading from the Washington Examiner report, was Ukraine director for the National Security Council during the last term of the Obama administration. It just goes on. There's, uh, you know, so much of the swamp that's, well, still there, you know. I don't even know what to say about it because I find the whole thing disingenuous on everybody's part. Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. 
the Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. Can you confidently answer the question, was Jesus a socialist? Join us on Saturday morning, December 14th at Liberty Hall to hear the clear and insightful reply from one of today's leading champions for liberty, Lawrence W. Reed, author of Was Jesus a Socialist? Loving Liberty Incorporated is honored to present Dr. Reed for this kickoff event of Liberty Hall Lectures, Saturday, December 14th, 10 o'clock in the morning. It's free and it's timely. No registration is necessary, but seating is limited. Come early. Also, just in time for Christmas, buy 10 or more copies of the 5,000-year leap for just $2.50 each. Just in time for holiday giving. Single copy price is normally $10. Can't join us in person? Tune in to the Loving Liberty Radio Network and hear Dr. Reed live Tuesday afternoons during the Read Hour and by podcast at LovingLiberty.net or on your mobile phone app. Was Jesus a Socialist? Find out at the Liberty Hall Lectures, December 14th. Go to LovingLiberty.net for details. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, there's a new Georgia bill that would criminalize transgender treatment for children. Jack Davis, Western Journal with the details, Kurt. Well, yeah, Sam, and, uh, you know, this is more of this whole thing where people that, uh, you know, don't want, uh, you know, transgender kind of training to their children and stuff are going to probably look for places like Georgia where, you know, where to place to move and uh, others who are going to say man you know that's that's a evil place georgia they're going to head to places like california and new york i suppose what do you think well i think there's several issues here that are very complex um you know there's a big old to do about the oh what do they call it when you try to convince someone not to be transgender and you give them therapy or whatever it's like uh What's that therapy called? Yeah, therapy, some kind of therapy. Yeah, there's a term, yeah, though. Um, reassessment or re- you know, assignment. I don't know what they call anyway, it. Anyway, I'll so try to look it up. But, but I, I'm not yeah. really for that kind of treatment just because I believe they use all kinds of shock therapies and all kinds of other um, uh, whatever therapies uh, to achieve those ends. And I don't really, I'm not really comfortable with that. So on one hand, I don't know that um, – I don't know how to handle this because reassignment – therapy is okay but yet encouraging someone not to be gay is not okay and you know what do you what do you get here kurt uh, what i mean is what well it's uh from what i can tell it's just more of oh it's called conversion our, therapy yeah that's right right uh, so conversion therapy is not up. okay but yet the reassignment sex therapy is fine I mean, so I mean, we're all mixed up here, Kurt, and I'm not sure that I support either therapies. 
I think there's better ways um, to go about it in, in both cases. And they don't require all kinds of weird scientific shock treatment or psychologist psychotropic drugs or all these different things. I think the best thing when you talk about transgender treatment and or reassignment therapy uh, and or this whatever, I think that the best thing to do is get the government out of it and let churches and families deal with it in the way they think best. And, you know, we seem to think that the government needs to be involved in and decide everything. So that's my concern. There's a billboard out there, though, that encourages white people to sterilize themselves, Kurt. I know. I mean, think about that, Sam. I mean, imagine if there was another one that said they were encouraging black people to sterilize themselves or, you know, Asians or Latinos. There'd be a big time outroar, wouldn't there? Uproar, I guess. Oh, yeah. But it's okay if it's white people. That's the thing. See, I don't think anybody should sterilize themselves, Kurt. I agree. That's just uh, my opinion to which I'm entitled. Well, replenish the earth as the way God said it, you know. That didn't have anything to do with sterilizing things, as far as I could tell. Amen to that. Anyway, Donald yet Trump... they make it seem, see, like the word sterilize, see, it's supposed to be, that's real clean. cleaned up, Good. you know? Yeah. 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 So Fixed. It's just, it's just, yeah, broken. It's just up is down and down is up. It's crazy. I hear that. Donald Trump's spiritual advisor, her name is Paula White. I guess she's joining the administration for Donald Randy DeSoto, the Western Journal, came out with this piece, too, Kurt. Yeah, and what you've got here is, um, at least in my opinion, this is some, you know, more good news. So you get more, you know, good religious folks around the president. Um, you know, that's good stuff, but that's going to really tick off the uh, anti-God crowd, Sam. I mean, they're... That's for uh, sure. This lady... And again, this I don't want to. I don't want to get into the keys ahead. to theology on this either. You know, they may not worship right. Paula White or Paul, or what's her name here? Miss, yeah, Mrs. White, I think. Paula White. All right. Anyway, she uh, might not be the typical Christian denomination that you might uh, know of, or whatever. Agree they Agree with. Or some whatever. of her ideas are a little bit out there, unique or different mm-hmm. from, say, yeah. some other religion. Or I don't want to get into that. And the reason that I don't is because I'm not here to attack another's religion. What I'm here to say is the more we turn to God and the more we acknowledge God, you know what, um, the better. And that's why I don't want to criticize Kanye and I don't want to criticize Paula White either. I want to say, hey, or Donald or any of these people, you know what, they're all trying to find their best path to God. And I commend them for it. And I think it's a great quest that more of us ought to be engaged in. Kurt? Well, yeah, I mean, imagine the danger in having, uh, you know, everybody searching and trying to, you know, be more like Christ and, you know, all that kind of stuff to America. Wouldn't that be a heck of a problem to be had, huh? You know, uh, in this case, uh, this one lady, uh, there was a report I read, and I don't know if I sent you this, but uh, she said that the president and uh, a little while back even wanted to build her a real cool looking church, you know, or whatever. I guess, you know, he's a builder and he likes doing that kind of stuff. But uh, so, you know, they go way back and um, this lady, uh, you know, somebody he can trust and uh so it's, I think that's good news, you know, Amen. a little less swamp monster in there. In the I agree. House. And, you know, again, you could say, well, hey, Kanye is not genuine and is whatever, or Donald's not, or Paula's not, or I don't know that. And I'm not going to judge their hearts, but here's what I do know. Even if they may not be genuine, if they appeal to others, somebody else might truly find Christ and become genuine, regardless of whether they are or not. 
So I think we would be wise not to judge the heart of another, to give kudos where it's due, and to pray that all of them are genuine. By the way, there's a ministry that's planning to give away Bibles for Kanye fans after Google searches Spike. Kayla Kunkel, the Western Journal, Kurt. I mean, imagine a bunch of Bibles out there, Sam. I mean, we got some Wouldn't real things to be dangerous and scared of, right? You yeah, know, people might actually know. start taking them to school and stuff. <laughs> I know. I mean, look out. But, now, uh, I commend the ministry to give away I Bibles, think. though, and yeah. make the Word of God available to people. That's good news, Kurt. Again, I think. Yeah. Now, I, I hope agree. it's the King James Version they're giving away. I hope it's not some of this new Ebonics Bible stuff or whatever. Yeah. I want it to be as pure the word of god as we can get kind of a thing and yeah, so good point you know but but I, I again i want to just say it's good news now i guess over 1000 commit lives to christ at kanye west event again some people right. could say this is just you know fake revivalism or whatever else i don't know kurt and again i i'm not here to debate I'm here to say I like it when people are considering turning their lives over to God, and maybe some of them may just be caught up in the moment and not genuine. I don't know. But I want to be the guy that prays for all of them and say, I hope their conversion to Christ is genuine. I hope their desire to follow the Prince of Peace and be like the Prince of Peace is truly in their hearts and in their souls. I hope their conversions are genuine and real. And I'm going to do all I can to use my influence to help it to be so. See how crazy I am, Kurt? Mm Mm-hmm. That is dangerous stuff. Yes, it is. Because what if people actually did it? I'm going to be like putting the Ten Commandments up or something. People might actually Uh, obey that stuff. Good point. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, good for Kanye. Yes, I do. Good for Paula. Good for this ministry. Good for President Trump. You know? Yeah. Thank you all. Now, while we're giving out Bibles and helping people study the Word of God and, and talking about people being converted to Christ and how delighted and excited we are for those things happening, Kurt, our enemies are doing something just the opposite that you need to be aware of. I guess authorities uh, are linking Bibles and porn in a communist campaign. So what they're doing is they're saying, hey, we can just corrupt the Bible and just link it to porn. So when you read about... Sarah or Rachel or Rebecca, all you got to do is link it to some porn, Kurt. And then you might clink for some footnote or click for some footnotes on Rebecca, for instance. Ooh, baby. Uh, What you'll get isn't what you uh, asked for. And they're trying to do this to destroy the word of God. It's a communist campaign, Kurt. Did you see that stuff? Yeah, I mean, I didn't see it literally, but I mean, I, I saw the headline, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, we live in a very difficult world, yeah. and it's going to require that we truly get on our knees and beg to God that he'll give us, grant us discernment, and then we need to do all that we can to keep his commandments and qualify for the discernment that he can so richly bless us with, would be my suggestion. But what a bunch of, uh, I don't know what you call them, but antichrists that would literally try to link the perversion of pornography to biblical references. I mean, what a what a. What an evil plot Satan has hatched. And I just beg for people to not fall for it, to turn away. Mm-hmm. Be like the Savior and say, get thee behind me, if you will. All right, new yeah. Chinese attacks, blasphemous, slanderous to God. What's this one about, Kurt? Well, uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember that one. Um, you know, let's see. Uh, new Chinese attacks. Um, well, I mean, 
the bottom line is that you've got the communist Chinese that, you know, they're not exactly a bunch of God-fearing, uh, you know, um, Christian folks, and they they are uh, doing their best to fight against um, Christianity, I think, and that's what communism does. That's so, our most favorite nation training know. partner, isn't it, Kurt? Let's just go ahead and Good fund point. them to the hilt, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you know, whenever exactly. we try to reduce it, people just complain and go ballistic. Donald Trump mm-hmm. is proposing a new rule to allow faith-based adoption agencies to refuse gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender parents, Kurt. I commend the president for this again. This is where, you know, you can be critical of Donald, and there's plenty to be critical about. But there's also plenty that he's doing that you probably don't hear about that he deserves an absolute kudos for. But see, if I say that, they're going to just say how hate-filled I am, huh, Kurt? Good point. Um, When you look at that story, uh, I mean, wouldn't that be something that you should hear? I mean, let's take. Utah, for example, where we have, you know, a pretty good uh, bunch of religious people, uh, you'd think a story like that would be, uh, you know, big time. Hold on, Kurt. Not on of the gatekeepers that promote the gay and That's lesbian exactly agenda and right. hate the Christian values that we believe in. Not if they're the gatekeepers for the news. Why would it get to the Utahns? That's exactly right, Sam, and that's the point. Now, I agree that it should because we're some of the most religious-based people in the country, and it would be nice to hear. Yeah. It'd be nice to know about, but the gatekeepers simply do not want that to be their narrative. But again, it's one more reason in my mind to be grateful for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got to talk about this radio commentator censored in case, I guess, remarks offend Muslims. I guess he quits after being told to avoid discussion of, quote, sick history, Kurt. Well, yeah, and sick, you know what that is. It's a certain uh, group of people, uh, you know, uh, there. But, you know, it's just more of the whole, uh, like, there are certain times when we disagree with some of the things that are said. But on the, in that case, we don't say that those people can't say them. And yet uh, that's what you have here. Uh, there are certain people that want to control the media. They want to control what's said. They tell you you can or can't say certain things. Uh, our government does this in many ways, uh, like, for example, in the healthcare world or whatever else. Um, and, uh, you know, this is just more of it, I think, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, Kurt, we not only uh, don't spend our time trying to shut those people down or censor them we try to spend our time highlighting the founding father-esque view would be to say we can disagree with them and we can argue with them or debate with them or have our own opinions in the court of public opinion but we will defend their right to say it even though we disagree with what they're saying or doing the first amendment would call for us to say hey i disagree with what they say but i defend their right to say it right I just want to highlight the views of the founders on that situation, and that's our job to carry that legacy forward in modern day, uh, because I think it's critical to defend the First Amendment, ladies and gentlemen, even if there's speech or behavior, as long as it's not criminal, uh, that you disagree with, that you defend their right to think it and believe it and whatever they want. This is America, not China.